Hello and welcome to this Shoesmiths podcast. First and foremost, introductions. I am William Moore and with me today is Paula Kelly. Hello. And we are both Privacy and Data Associates at Shoesmiths. This podcast looks at some of the most well-known movies and puts it under the data privacy microscope. Today we will be looking at the Harry Potter series. Now Paula, I understand that you're quite a big Harry Potter fan. Yes, very big fan. And obviously a massive fan of data privacy. Yes, yes, a big fan of data privacy also. So obviously we're we're the best people for this because yeah. I'm, I'm a Harry Potter fan myself and, and obviously I love my data privacy. Yeah. So when we first thought about this um, this podcast, we sort of started looking at all these movies and we suddenly realised that maybe Harry Potter might have some data privacy issues. Yeah, or more than a few anyway. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd agree with that. There's quite a few. We really worked through quite a few. So we're going to just um, focus on a few today. And um, one of the first things that really, one of the big ones, I think that's quite relevant, even in today's um, world, is the uh, the sorting hat. So do you want to sort of explain to the listeners what the sorting hat is? Yeah, so it's a cool piece of, of technology that's been used in Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry for years. And on a witch or wizard's first day in the school, they'll put it on their head in the Great Hall in front of all the other students and teachers. And the hat will decide which of the four Hogwarts houses to put the student in. So uh, this this uh, piece of technology has learned vast amounts of knowledge from generations of wizards over the years, having the hat being placed upon their head. And based on the student's thoughts and mind, a decision is made about which house they should be sorted into. And there's no turning back at that point. That's their house. Um which obviously has a very significant impact on the students' life in Hogwarts and indeed beyond. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a great summary, to be honest. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, and, and I think what's interesting about it is can we pull that sorting hat back into today's modern society and start to think about is the sorting hat AI? I think there's certainly an argument that, you know, it is AI. Um, it's, it's learned a lot and, its decisions, it's hard to comprehend the logic behind the decisions, which is mm. is often what you see in AI. Yeah. Um, and it's not a human. So not it's a human. not a human. No. It doesn't have in- any interference from a human to make that decision, does it? No, no interference. You can, you can exercise a right to object to the sorting hat's kind of trajectory, as indeed Harry did in the first film when... The hat was about to place him in, in Slytherin and, you know, he said not Slytherin and the hat took that into account. Um, so, yeah, there is there's kind of there's rights there that would be good to have if it is indeed AI. Yeah, for sure. So we've got AI hat, a magical hat, mm. and it's making automated decisions mm. and that to place them in the house. So I think that's actually really relevant to today's AI question conundrum as to if we looked at the sort of magical world and what they need to do from a data protection perspective, you know, what do Hogwarts need to do to make sure the sorting hat is compliant with the uh, magical GDPR? Um, What sort of things do we need to start thinking about? What what should Hogwarts be doing first and foremost? Um, So should we go through the sort of automated decision making? Is there anything that Hogwarts should be doing to make sure that it's compliant with the magical GDPR? Well, as as we just kind of touched on, the GDPR does provide that individuals should be given meaningful information about the logic involved 
with automated decision making. And as I said, I'm not clear what the basis is for the sorting hats decisions. Now, there does seem to be a factor where if, you know, um, generations of wizards in a particular family before have been placed in a certain house, then the wizard that the, the hat is currently on will, may also be placed in that house or indeed there's a high probability. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, it's it's not extremely clear what the hat is basing its decisions on with respect to that individual. Uh, and I think more information should probably be provided by yeah. Hogwarts. To I totally student. agree. Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely right. And some of the rights that you get under the, the GDPR is regarding if a bit, the ability to challenge a decision if it has a meaningful impact on someone's life. I, I think we were discussing this earlier and we think that being placed in a house for the rest yeah. of seven years and that house can define your future Yes, is probably meaningful impact. Yeah, especially in the wizarding world where... People have, you know, prejudices against certain houses mm. that we won't name. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely even beyond a, a wizard or witch's life in Hogwarts. The house that they're placed in could impact their life in many ways in their career and, you know, in, in a social setting. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's lots of there's lots of impacts there going forward after the house makes or the hat, sorry, makes its decision. Yeah. So that's one of the things we need to think about is that the, the ability for these these students to, to to have a meaningful objection yeah um so that's not made clear to them no. um then they also we need to they, we've talked about them having meaningful information such as through a privacy notice about the fact that their automated processing is happening mm. um and then we need to think about what other things uh we've got oh it's a good question what else do we think about from automated decision making uh i think we need some meaningful human intervention yes. as well Yes. And that's going to be a tricky one to achieve for Hogwarts because mm. all of the teachers, to my knowledge, in Hogwarts School and Witchcraft and Wizardry have, have gone through the school before as students. Oh, uh, yeah. So they will have all been placed in a house and will all have biases. Um, so That's a really good point, isn't it? Yeah. But we need to find a way to find a magical person to come in and sort of say, you know, let's review this and intervene. But I I haven't seen that. Yeah. Or even going external. Yeah. And we have we have offices based in the wizarding world. So uh, obviously we're we're happy to help with those. One diagonally there. Exactly. Yeah. That's 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 good cross selling right there. Um, So other things to think about. So we've talked about automated decision making we need to think about potentially the data protection impact assessments Mm. so this is sort of automated decision making generally is um with ai would result in a data protection impact assessment do you want to tell people what sort of a data protection impact assessment does or what its purpose is yeah so basically it's to look at um at the risks that the new processing operation is going to or could potentially bring about and then to look at whether those risks can be mitigated to an acceptable level so that the individual's rights under GDPR aren't, you know, they're not encroached upon to an unacceptable level. Uh, so it's really about highlighting the mitigants and what changes to the initial processing operation are going to be put in place to reduce that overall risk level. And then, of course, if despite having, you know, explored various mitigants, there still remains a high residual risk at the end of the DPIA process, then um, the relevant data protection supervisory authority should be consulted 
before proceeding with the processing operations. So, so that would probably be in the Ministry of Magic, won't it? Yeah. I think yeah. So, so there probably yeah. a department for that. A very independent department, yeah. but I think they would sit in the ministry, yes. To my understanding from the sorting hat, it reads thoughts and it has it has an enormous amount of input and, and insight into, into a person's mind. So we're seeing that it's making a decision get based on a huge amount of information on that person's personality yeah. and, and, and their history. Do you think it needs all that information to make that decision? Is it because we need to think about, you know, how are we going to minimize the risk? Is it is it able to do that? Is it able to sort of say, actually, I only need this piece of information. All the rest is kind of superfluous. I think going back to our original point about, you know, information to data subjects about the logic involved. I think until we have that, we don't really know because it may be that, you know, there's some formula there that the sorting hat is using where it needs to see all of an individual's thoughts and essentially read their mind but we haven't been you know provided with any information yet as to what that logic is and and why that ability to read an entire mind is needed so I think we need to to understand more the logic and I think that's something that Hogwarts would have to work on its case for and make a very compelling case that all the data that's processed is indeed necessary to make you know an accurate decision about where to place the witcher wizard yeah and it fits nicely into that the the sort of gdpr's data minimization principle you know only using data for as necessary to fulfill uh, the the requirements of the processing yeah um, so that's that all ties in quite nicely between the decision uh, the uh, automated decision making the dpia the data minimization principle they all seem to tie in quite quite well yeah. and we're, we're lacking information to make those assessments and we'd want to go in um and as um you know shoe smith's wizarding llp mm. to sort of say look we need this information we need to uh, to do that and yeah and then the next thing is obviously transparency is one of the big things under the gdpr mm. you know providing individuals or wizards with privacy information about the processing that's undertaken the bait the lawful basis for that and and that's one of the things that I think I've not seen any any privacy notices in any of the sort of the the Hogwarts around Hogwarts or did the students get offered that? No, I haven't. I haven't seen any reference to them in the letters the students receive first day or, you know, each summer thereafter telling them about their return to school or any other correspondence. So, you know, it might be that Hogwarts has this privacy information, but they're definitely not making it uh you know, accessible enough yeah. to to the witches and wizards who need to see it. So that's definitely a point that that Hogwarts should take on board as well and look to really get that privacy information up in lights um, so the students, no one can say that they haven't been informed and about where it is and, and what it contains. So a lot of work to do for Hogwarts. A lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah, this would be we would put this as a high risk, yes. high risk school with with limited data protection compliance. We'd yeah. want to go and we'd we'd want to get get a better understanding of things. Yeah. Start to work through that one by one, but uh, it's definitely something that uh, that Hogwarts need to address. You know, uh, otherwise the Ministry of Magic could be coming in with their big fines. Uh, yeah. and, and we don't want Galleon's fines can be huge. You know. Yes, exactly. And we don't want a situation like in the fifth book or movie again, where you know. The ministry actually send a representative in to oh, yeah. essentially sit on site and, and audit, audit yeah. um, which can happen. So yeah, be warned, be warned. Yeah. You know, they don't do nothing. They, they get involved. Um, okay, well, that's really good. Um, 
obviously time is, is short on this first one, but we both agree that there's significantly more things to talk about. We've got absolutely. Oh, we got outpost and and how safe that is. You know, yes. this is other messages encrypted. Yeah, got the Marauders map and and the fact that you have all this information. It doesn't. It seems okay. a little track exactly yeah. tracking. Um, have any other ones sort of pop pop into the heads? I think there may be some international data transfers going on in the context oh, yeah. of the Triwizard Tournament between Durmstrang and Bo Batten's uh, Wizard and Witches schools and Hogwarts. We definitely need to take a look at that because there's a whole host of issues there. Oh yeah, appropriate transfer mechanisms going to be needed there. So, so that's 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 definitely something to consider for the next podcast Absolutely. and to sort of work way through that. So, thank you very much for for joining thank and you. for for sort of enlightening us as to the the data protection pitfalls and and failings of Hogwarts. And thank you to all the listeners for joining. Um, we look forward to seeing you again. And and thanks very much again. <laughs> <laughs>